0: Rachel Morey, and with me is Scott Combridge. And we'd like to welcome you to Conversations. If you're joining us for the first time or you're listening to more conversations with us, we'd like to remind you about our aims of the podcast. The podcast is a conversation between friends around a variety of topics with a few guided questions. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a polished or a rehearsed presentation. So you will see us sounding and awkward at times and searching for words and becoming more relaxed as time goes on. However, we hope to introduce different topics to our audience and encourage people to continue the conversation further, that the podcast is not the end point but the starting point of the topic of conversation. You may continue this with your friends or family, It may be with a home group from your church, it may randomly pop up in conversations that you don't expect, or you may just choose to reflect on the topic further as part of your time in prayer, or as part of your day as you do what needs to be done. Whichever way you choose, we hope that you will choose to engage with the conversation further in your way as God continues to move and draw us closer into God's presence. Being in community is holding each other and allowing each other to make statements, that we can hear ourselves. In hearing ourselves, we create a space for everyone to have the opportunity to speak so that God can move us where God wants us to be. No matter how hard it may be for us at times to speak or to listen to ourselves or to others, Within the space, this is the space where God moves within. That this is community. After all, we are all on the same journey in God revealing God to us. We are all different expressions of God, revealing God's self within our own journeys. And we are all at different stages of that journey too. We hope that God will continue to encourage you through these conversations and continue to draw you deeper into God's presence and give you peace as God reveals God's self to you each day of your journey. Welcome back to Conversations with Rachel and Scott. Last episode, we explored the diversity of God's creation in the world around us. And in this special two-part episode, we will unpack still further God's creativity in unity, in diversity, through our relationships with ourselves, with others and with God. In this episode, having explored the diversity of God's creation, we talk about how we can explore unity within diversity. We talk about unity in so many ways and how God's people are united. Yet there are so many denominations and expressions of church, and within all these churches, there are so many different opinions and thoughts and ideas running around not just between denominations and expressions of churches, but we even witness this within our own local church community. And sometimes, to be honest, God's church and God's people really don't seem that united. Yet we still hear statements from our communities about unity in diversity and still at times we wonder how we can be united within our own community's diversity. We will look at how unity in diversity fits within our church history and how Churches of Christ have sought to deal with that position. These are difficult topics that we are discussing, but it is important to be able to make statements so we can hear ourselves. It is extremely hard to move on to a different way of seeing and thinking about God, about us and about others If we don't make these statements, we even find it hard to see God's love for and care for the diverse creativity in which God creates and how God appears within that creativity. A part of being in community is holding each other and allowing each other to make these statements so that we can have the space to hear ourselves and to allow God the opportunity to move us to where God wants us to be, no matter how hard it may be for us at times to sit within this space. Come and join the conversation as we step once more into exploring God's diversity through creation, ourselves and our relationships with others and God. So we still hear statements about us being about unity in the diversity that we have. And I guess let's just touch back on a little bit of what we were talking about last time in the, the diversity in creation that we have. So where do we see that unity in diversity of creation that we have? I think we talked about the aspect that there are not just one expression of trees, but there are multiple thousands, billions of expressions of trees. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that I think that solid off of the last chat that, that God's fingerprint is that yes, there are trees, but there's lots of different trees. Yes, there's a fish, but there's lots of different types of fish. So there's that unity and diversity, and and where you want to see yourself in the spectrum. How do we recognise that we are individuals, yet we're part of families, and we're part of communities, and it's and part of churches. So it's all part of that. How how do we often, or let me put it this way, we often um, swing and sit in between with our single way of wanting it being polarized in the sense it's, it's this or that but it's often both I'm an individual yet I'm also a community um, and even if you want to get into the biology uh, I'm Scott but in me is thousands of organisms living doing their thing particularly in my oh. guts that yeah. allow me to actually digest food and to gain nutrients from that and science is only just learning that when they don't take care of the, the gut Um, and particularly the lower testines and as much as the upper testines, uh, you know, we we get sick. So it And even even our skin, there's multiple, you know, uh, things living off of us and in us and in our saliva and bits and pieces. So, you know, we're not, even to say I'm Scott is to not recognise that I am almost a universe in and of myself. Yeah. Right down to the quantum level. As much as I am one individual within a church, within a family, within being Australian within this globe that I am a child of God within. So how about you? How do you, how do you explore that nature of um, diversity, but also unity?
0: If I look at it within that concept of, uh, of trees and the different expressions of trees, that they've all taken an attribute, whether that being the color of flower that they are or something like that, that shines out the creation of God. So I guess looking at it from that perspective that there is an element within within us as community of how we express that and how we look at that. If I look at it within the forest, that once again, we've only just come to realise that it isn't just about planting the same trees that look after each other. It's about planting a variety of trees that look after each other. So that, um, sure. It can look, I've been reading a book on trees at the moment. Um, I think it's The Mind of Trees or something like that. I can't remember the the title at the moment. But um, it talks about how the, there was this, um, this fellow who works within his um, field of science and part of it is about trees and he was talking about how there was a tree that was cut off at the the stump and it had been there like that for years but it hadn't disappeared and when he scratched away at the surface he actually thought it was a stone first and he scratched away at the surface and actually realized it was a tree and it was still alive but yet there was no trunk to it there was no trees to it but worked out that there was the rest of the trees around it that was making it survive it was being supported by other trees around it so I think for me that there is that element, it's, it's a different expression that shines God's creativity, but it's also, if we look at that, touching that back onto your space of humanity, we yeah. don't, they're looking at, at the moment, obesity being part of the fact that our um, organisms are out of balance, that we're not feeding them correctly or that kind of stuff. So there's many different ways for me that that links back to unity. In so Hunter. what I
1: hear you saying is that you're talking about part of unity and diversity is also the sharing of nutrients or the sharing of life with one another
0: yes i i don't know that it's all about the more we dig down and and find out stuff about within our science and and nature and even the universe is that it's not it's not what we thought it was and it's more shows to me the essence of what we are within our christianity and within our faith within. Our relationship with God that it shows on multiple levels the way in which we express that unity in diversity or we see unity yeah
1: and, and yeah you know, I'm, I'm hearing you and I, and I agree with that in the sense that you know as I reflected last time but you know when I grew up an atom was the smallest thing and so we said yes we understand the building blocks and then hey-ho presto a bit later on we discover well we don't know that we know everything there is and yet You know, there's a preliminary reading that lets us say, well, we've got science and we don't need God anymore. But the further we get into the science, the more we realize the mystery, which, of course, what God means is mystery. Um, And so there's more of this mystery to the life that we live that, you know, Jesus invites us to consider the lilies of the field. And as we do so, we'll understand the kingdom of God. And that's never about I'm an island. It's always about I'm part of this community. And of course, the Ten Commandments are love your neighbor as you love yourself. And it, you know, just holds all of that intention. Mm. And even if you take the Franciscan point of view, that that relationship isn't just human; it also then goes to nature. Mm. Uh, you know, Francis would talk about brother, sun, and sister moon, and uh, his relationship with all of creation as his family. Very Celtic in its, its understanding, I really like that.
0: Yeah, and I think too that it's, it's also about that the, some of the pain we're feeling as humans at the moment is the fact that we have removed ourselves so much from nature and humanity. And we constantly hear that within um, science and, and even um, within psychology and counselling movements within that is that we need that connection back to be healthy people.
1: Yeah, uh, I love in, in Switzerland, apparently the doctors are prescribing a walk in nature. For people's mental health. Mm. Um, you know, it's not a drug, it's just go for a walk in nature. Get out of your house, get out of your building, get out of your environment where you are God and look at creation. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a, that interconnectedness that we cannot remove ourselves from this world. And you know, the, you can only keep raping the planet, um, stealing the resources from the ground, polluting the sky and the oceans. Um, and sticking garbage back in the dirt as we rip up other stuff that, you know, we're not loving our planet at all. We're actually raping it and mm. abusing it in so many ways um, that that if we cause our own demise, we've got no one to blame but ourselves. In fact, you take humanity off the globe and the planet will work quite fine. We we are that anomaly that that's the God-given gardener. And if we're not gardening, if we've actually stepped away from our duties as the gardeners then it's like those parables where jesus says you know the master goes away on a holiday and and leaves the servants in charge and what happens when the master comes back if the servants aren't actually doing the job they've been expected to keep going you know and quite often we'll turn that into a church thing you know oh you've got to get to church but it's actually how we love our, our neighbor and that's the planet as much as each other and and this is a much larger conversation than if Jesus were to come back today and see what we were doing to his creation um, in, a, in a concept that Jesus isn't here and, and, and can't see, mm. which is not a biblical foundation, but yeah, staying, staying with that parable, that the master goes away and isn't present. What do you do with the planet in his absence? Um, you know, I, I think we've got a lot to answer for.
0: I think it definitely that we are broadening our concept of what is neighbor. Um, even um, to that Mm
1: -hmm. and 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 the more you broaden neighbor the more you also make more inclusive what is what is the speed like if we say this you talked about earlier this it's not about planting one type of tree but even each tree is not the same shape or the same Mm. size as the other tree you know that that then you can go okay we let's talk about a pine tree and here's the pine trees and then we go well trees well that's now inclusive of pine trees and trees and then we talk about nature well that's inclusive of the trees and everything else in nature and then we talk about our planet which is then inclusive of all other planets and then we talk about our sun which is inclusive of all other suns you know it just yeah. keeps expanding the, the the minute you cause one diversity to be unified it opens you up to another Spectrum of division, which can also be unified at another level up.
0: Yeah, and for me, that constant revealing or that revelation that you keep seeing bigger and bigger to universe to what we're looking at at the moment in our science areas with astrology and not astrology. What's it called? Astron the stars of the universe and all that quantum physics stuff. Astronomy. That's the word I'm looking for. I always get that one tongue tied. Um, astronomy. Is that it always comes back to me is the reve- re- the revealing of God and God's creation that God created mm-hmm. this and God has created the finite but well, the, the, the small stuff, not the finite because we the still infinite. can't grasp that infinite in yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: within our concept mm-hmm.
1: so and, and the fact that to the universe we are so infinite infinitesimal you know we're we're such you know rachel is such a tiny thing within the universe and yet she matters
0: so that so I what do you do with that what what do yeah. you do
1: with when when you realize just how big the universe is and how diverse that you are such a tiny quantum speck within the reality of it all yourself that you are loved by god and cherished what, is, what do you do with that
0: I think you have to sit with it for a while before you can like it throws you back doesn't it um it makes you take a seat and i think that's where our our humble nature comes into it that you can't you, you can only be humbled within that space that god cares for you how do you sit within it
1: oh i'm in awe in awe that i am a quantum reality for the universe and yet there are quantum realities within me yeah each just doing their own thing doing doing what they do and you know we get so caught up on our individual actions when actually when you look scripturally it's if we take the Adam um, that you and I were at the bible study we just Mm -hmm. left that, that it took one man to sin so that all had sin but it also took one man to live a good life and redeem us and so they were all redeemed uh coming from Romans 5. you know there's a concept even there that it takes one person but everyone suffers that and and you know that exploration that um when one of us lies everybody pays the price for that but when someone tells the truth everyone benefits from that you know and it only takes one idiot to break the road rules and suddenly we've got a new road rule i can't get past the fact that our cars are more, so much more safer, more safer there's good English for you, (laughs) that our cars are so much, have so many safety features that the original cars never had, and yet we've got to drive slower speeds. And you just go, how does that work? And it works because one or two idiots will abuse the privilege they have in driving with a license, and, and that means that all of us now have to drive slower. All of us have to be trained in the way to drive. You know, people just used to, when I was a kid, you could just drive a couple of times around the block, then go present yourself. And now you've got to have sign up for be a learner. Then you've got to be your P's and then you're on our P2s. That never existed when I was, yeah. you know, a kid. You know, all because people abuse the right, they extend the learning period. Mm. And it just gets ridiculous after a while. Um, but, but, you know, there's that consequence that one, when one person does something wrong, the rest of the world actually suffers from it. Um, you know, one, one person wants to be a, a, a dictator or a fascist. And suddenly the world goes into two world wars, having just had Remembrance Day in between our conversations. Yeah. You know, and we remember what what selfishness and greed looks like from one person causes millions of people to die. It's ridiculous.
0: I think that element of of community versus individual has been misplaced to a certain extent.
1: And I went off track. It's the biblical principle that, that when someone in Jerusalem sins, Jerusalem is held accountable or when someone in the Jewish nation does something wrong, the Jewish nation is held accountable. Mm. Uh, and that Romans five is when one person on the globe does something wrong, we're all accountable for that. And, and more indigenous tribes, American Indians, Aboriginals, they had this concept that, that what you do to one you do to all of us because they lived in smaller groups. They lived in, um, in, in insular relationships, at peace with nature, not eating more than they needed to, and um, being migratory where they needed to be and not migratory where they weren't, and that's a whole story that we've just cast right out of the Australian history that the Aboriginals were never um, sedentary and lived in cities, and yet they did. Is this concept that we've lost in our individualism in this day and age, that is, I can do what I like, and it doesn't affect anyone else, or if it does affect anyone else, I don't care. And that's a new thing on the face of the earth, I think. Mm. So what do you you think about that?
0: I I think we're seeing that in many different ways within the pandemic at the moment. We've seen... Yeah, classic. gone to um, riots and everything. I mean, just coming out of a pandemic, I was very happy that South Australia didn't have protests and that kind of thing going into um, Mm. the six-day lockdown. six-day lockdown, Um, yeah, I mean, we, we have other issues within that of, of how we have dealt or, or we are dealing with our process of that. Um, but, yes, when, when the rights, I think the last thing I heard within the American story, conversation that's being told to us at the moment is that Biden wants to have everybody, mandatory for everybody to get um, the injection for covid um, the inoculation or whatever it is, and people are protesting mm. about that to say that it's my right not to have it.
1: Mm. Um, Which, of course, you go to the anti-vaxxers who yeah. hold that position as well.
0: And I think that's probably a good way to to describe community in that those people who refuse to do community, it's the people that who have the vaccine that are actually holding those people who, who don't want it. So their actions... Yep. But it has to, it has to weigh up to a certain percentage and, until that actually can happen, so
1: yeah, so what what you are talking about is what the early church went through in society and and ultimately we've pulled away from is that if we could control everyone from a Christian point of view and make a Christian state, then everyone would live a better life. and the bottom line is that most of the debauchery just went underground and surfaced in other ways. Um, You know, I grew up in Australia where um, it's a derogatory term, but poof the bashing and murders of people um, because homosexuality was illegal at the time Mm -hmm. actually happened under a Christian state. Uh, You know, and the majority of Adelaide was Christian. And yet here were these um, hate crimes occurring. And so the church has actually done its best at trying to inoculate if we stay with your language, inoculate the community against stupidity and, and ignorance and selfishness. And as much as that was all done in love of the other, what we ended up doing was murdering and abusing and um, hurting people. I think that that, because that in they,
0: itself is, is maybe a, an individual perception in that it was their individual ideas that created that space. For that to occur, it wasn't necessarily community as such. No, there was was,
1: homosexuality was illegal. Okay. It was a law of the land, and people were abused because of that law. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to get into that debate. With you here, you and I have chatted about this lots and we're going to continue to chat about this he lots and lots. Of <laughs> the bottom line is the Bible invites us to love each other with our diversity, not to sit in judgment of one another and not to demand that people live the way we individually see it, which is also the wrestle. Do you have denominations where you have a head of a church telling everyone else individually how you will read the Bible and how you will live as a good Christian? Or do you have what well, we have a church of Christ free church, which is what is your reading the Bible telling you? What is your lenses of life telling you? What is your conscience in the Holy spirit being within you? That's what I think is the conscience is the actual Holy spirit within us. Mm-hmm. What is that guiding you towards and how do we have a conversation about what is or is not sanctionable as Christian life today? Mm. And uh, you know, that's, 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 you know it all sits in the same paddock where where is this unity and diversity within the christian life within the christian church where you've got all these different denominations all these different traditions and church streams that have come and gone over histories um you know some of them have prevailed but but some have come and gone and uh yeah new lights old lights anabaptists they've all come and gone and done their own thing within the christian movement and uh they've given birth to new expressions and in other ways died off because some of their staunch hardline stuff actually became detrimental to the lives of the people. So, you know, it wasn't ultimately survivable, but for that group who chose that, it was absolutely gospel for them. Mm. So how do you see that diversity and unity within the Christian community, within the different denominations?
0: For me, I see it, as that there's different avenues and connections in which you can can connect into, that you can resonate with for a period of time. And I think that's where once upon a time you used to go to church and stick with that for the whole of your life, um, where now we're seeing more movements happening within that and churches are finding it extremely hard to hold that diversity, especially when there's different um, ways of doing things that have, have moved across into their within their communities. I think we're still struggling with it. I think it's something that we don't want to really acknowledge. We just think that we that we all should do and behave the same way. But I think for me, seeing the different ways in, peop- in which people engage gives us an expression of where we see God and how we see God. And it creates a, a way in which we can view God from a wider angle does that make sense but
1: what if you can't see god from the wider angle what if what if you think that your way is the only way and everyone else is wrong
0: um i don't know that i ever get get to that point i don't think
1: no um, but you've I'm, met enough people and talked to enough people who do hold that position
0: yes and that's probably where for where um that is their journey i i can release them to their journey it's not me going i have to change your mind i have to do this i can share you my opinion and my journey with it but it's yeah, not
1: but what if they don't let you what if they don't offer you the same space so um, i think that that's quite a an advanced form of christianity which is can say we don't have to agree with one another but we hold each other in christian love whereas someone who's not as formed as that say no, no 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 unless you agree with me you're wrong because if you're not wrong then i'm wrong so what do you do with a person who can't let you have that same amount of freedom in your belief systems or in your expression of of life in christ jesus
0: (laughs) i think that's a very good question um for a person who's running out of words at the moment to answer that with how would you do that
1: ah slacker um you've got to walk away you, you've, got yeah. to, you've got to you've gotta allow them to condemn you you've got to allow them to abuse you you've got to allow them to um cast you out even if if that's their feeling of what needs to be done for safety. Um it breaks your heart it hurts and it's always um soul bruising soul destroying sometimes um but but this is the process of the cross it's the process of not returning abuse from someone who's not as mature spiritually or formed spiritually um that has to have unity as the only form of truth and you know
0: i think unity the irony
1: it, for me is that yeah
0: i think unity in itself is that Unity for them is a black and white, everything is the same, it doesn't look any different.
1: No, no it's not unity, it's conformity. That's what they're looking but for.
0: That's what their understanding of unity is, where that's probably oh, yeah, yeah, differing from unity is within yeah. a bit more... And, that,
1: and you know, that, that's your topic, it's unity and diversity, right? Not conformity. Exactly. And that's one of the great things that, that most people hear unity but think conformity yes unity is about having the freedom to explore truth and allowing truth to will out not conformity for what are the boundaries because if if there's one Rachel then Your husband's experience of Rachel will be different to your son's experience of Rachel, will be different to your mum's experience of Rachel, will be different to your dad's experience of Rachel, will be different to your sister's experience of Rachel. It will be different to your brother's-in-law's experiences of Rachel. But Rachel is nonetheless. Yeah. So why when we hear unity, that's everyone's relationship with Rachel. But diversity is everyone has to see you the same. Now, here's the kicker you want everyone to see you the same. You're the one that often looks, I'm not saying you personally, I'm using you as an example. You're the one that wants to paint a picture of who Rachel is. That's conformity. And when other people's experience of Rachel, which is unity around, I have life with Rachel, feels different to what your conformity is. I want to be known as Rachel that is thus. Then nine times out of 10, it's, Rachel who has the problem, not necessarily the people who live around Rachel. Yeah. Does think, that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. In, in that we don't necessarily see ourselves and how we look and how we interact with people. We, we rely on others to feed that back to us. And if that's not necessarily coming back to us or all that we're hearing is that sameness that's coming back to us, that's when we have a slightly skewed understanding of who we are or what it looks like for a Christian or how to behave as Christian or
1: and that can even happen with your physicalness you know quite often I just look out of my eyes and do life as I understand it I forget that I'm six foot and as broad as I'm tall and for some people it takes a while to say I'm an intimidating character but I don't think I'm an intimidating character I just think I'm Scott and I fail to recognize and when I get it back enough times I think well How do I change that? And I can't change my physicality. And yet there's other times when people say, you know, in times of crisis, I'm glad you've been here because your size makes me feel protected and looked after. Mm. Now that's something that someone who doesn't have that physical size can maybe create for people. So I'm gifted in some areas and it's a curse in others. Yeah. But going back to to what I was talking about around you or around me is that... When a church wants to see itself as a certain type, a certain expression, the average world, they don't care about Christians, they don't care what we do, it's no impact on them. We want to make an impact on them, but they just go, oh, it's another religion, it's another group of cookies, right? Or maybe they're nice people, but I don't want to take by what they're selling. So so we get this picture around community that we're no longer relevant, but we want to be relevant as the church. And so we've got the problem because the image we're being told from outside is we're irrelevant, but we're not. It's just that it doesn't fit the way we want to be relevant.
0: I think that's also too that it, that, that becomes our agenda. It becomes our church where it's exactly. God's church and it needs to come under God's. Permission and God's patience, which is another word that we were using before um, in our Bible study,
1: but from Romans five, yeah. troubles um, create patience. Patience, character, character, hope.
0: Share a little bit about where we are as as a church and, and our faith community. Is that we don't have a premises at the moment, and we don't have um, well, we
1: have we have a place that we use to worship, but it's not ours. Oh, it's not it.
0: ours. Yes. And we don't necessarily have too many programs running as Mm. most churches would have. Mm. And I have found that an interesting space to be, especially viewing it within myself in that, I have at times struggled the fact that we don't have any programs and how I like sometimes the rhythm and the nature of doing Advent together and the lead up through that process or the lead up of Lent through that process and that we miss that thing. But actually having a time and a space, especially when we've had the year that we've had, where we've had to stay at home and our rhythms and routines have been thrown out the window to go, Mm. what is God showing me in this time and space? And where is God leading me? And I think that is the, mm. the the fear that we could have as a community is to grasp that and to try and form a program or form an agenda of our own, but it's yep. actually sitting back and being able to, in some senses, learning to breathe again. We have just come out of running a community center that took a lot of yep. energy and a lot of um, space. So... It's, it's allowing ourselves to find out who are we within the midst of our diversity in, in the community? Who are we again in this new time and space? And how do we um, view... How do, we, how, do, how do people see us? Because I don't think we can view us as a community like you can't view yourself. How do we yeah, see Yeah,
1: I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't care what other people view us as. Um, that's their prerogative one of the things I I have always strived for is don't claim to be a Christian, let others label you as Christian. Um, I've had the great privilege of sitting around campfires with people who have no Christian or or religious background saying to me, Scott, you are the coolest holy man I've ever met. Now that's their words. And and I've received that in the way they you know, and they've been partners of um, uh, de facto partners of people we know and we've gone camping with them and, you know, Uh, They're a bit worried about going camping with a minister. uh, And then that's often their gift to me is that, you know, you're the coolest holy man I've ever met. I don't know what I've ever called myself a holy man, but, you know, (laughs) that's their designation. Um, In the same way that uh, when I was in another church in in Melbourne, I had a beautiful Catholic woman call me father. And now that's not our tradition. And I really wrestled for a long while with being called father by this woman until I could get past my own theological, biblical treatise for that. And allow this person to honor me in her life in the way that she chose to. So, I'm at the point where I don't care what other people see us as. They will tell us how they see us. But if we don't get on with being who we are, and if we're trying to fit into the world and justify ourselves in the world, then we actually Mm. we're we're serving the wrong master from that point of view. Yes, I think COVID has allowed us
0: wrong before. But yes, I totally agree with with you in that.
1: So. Yeah, I'm not having a go at you, though. I'm just exploring. No, yes. yes. Giving you well, a question. Hearing,
0: you're giving me the gift of hearing my words back. So um, in right. that space, yes. I, I think that's that gift of being able to, to see who we are within that quietness and that space. But if we're too busy trying to do programs or we're too busy trying to go, this is what church is and this is what God is within the community, then yep. we constantly seek it, we constantly search for it, and that is... Yep. And it,
1: and it becomes works. Yeah. It absolutely becomes works because if I look at the, the the very model of Jesus and God, which we're supposed to follow, is that Jesus doesn't go belting on people's doors. He's just knocking quietly saying, will you let me in? Hmm. He's not the type of God that comes in the thunderclap or the lightning strike or the earthquake or the firestorm. He's the still small voice that sits in the background and say, hey, I'm here if you want to access me. So there's this space at which, how do we then do church in that way? Where we have been given free will from God to choose. So by running programs, what churches often do is they stay busy to keep people involved and busy enough that you don't think about not being part of this community. Yeah. What I've found over time is it gets exhausting. You know, you can't keep running there's times for being still and times for being quiet. And what COVID has, I think, afforded us as a globe mm-hmm. is a time to pause, a time to stop, a time for the world to heal. You know, just with less cars on the road, you know, Beijing's cleared up. Yeah. People have seen sky that they've never seen sky. Rivers and that nature. have always been... <laughs> hey,
0: The nature coming into the towns, the deer, Again, the yeah, wild, yeah. all that kind of stuff.
1: People are saying they can see the bottom of riverbeds that have never been able to see it before because the amount of traffic on it. So there's this this pandemic and the way the world has responded to the pandemic has allowed everyone to pause. And one of the pausing that we explored as a leadership church, and and I'm always keen to say this is a leadership journey and a congregational journey, not just mine as a minister. But um, that being said, how do we be still and yet know that God is? How can we Mm. trust that an individual's journey with Christ and therefore their subsequent journey with us as a church is built on their choice to be faithful to God rather than us entertaining them and keeping them busy and actually feeding a need to belong to something beyond what they already do? Mm. And there's that. For me, this is a space to say, It's not what we do that makes us Christians. It's who we are. And who we are is to be patient and wait on God. Mm. And so we're taking this time to be patient and waiting on God. Um, And for some of our saints in our church, they're really struggling with the fact that we can't sing at the moment. And even though it's not, you will not sing, it's saying, hey, for the health of everyone, when you're singing, your spit goes a lot further than when you're just talking. So for the safety of everyone, how about we don't sing? Now, we as a church have gone, Okay, for the safety of everyone, we won't do that. Whereas other churches have gone and said, it's not church if you're not singing. Therefore, we must sing and, and we want this and we need this. And if it's not this, it's not what we know. Well, so what we now do in in some own conversations within Church of Christ is we, what we do is not church because we're not singing. Now, that's that conformity thing. You know, you must do this to be church. Really,
0: it's also interesting to look at it from the perspective of that it's a spiritual journey for a community. Yeah. In that we often look at this from the perspective of individual, where if I'm, I'm, I'm not being a mother, being a a minister, being a friend, being a daughter, being an auntie, being all those. That's not. I I live beyond that. Um, Yeah. And, that's and yet point. you're
1: actually fulfilling Paul's statement to be all things to all people. Yeah. What's not there is as long as you don't lose yourself to all of those masks that you wear.
0: Yes. And I think all those
1: too, Mask is not right. All those ways you serve.
0: Is reflected within community. That church yeah. can lose itself, that, can, that your faith community can lose itself within that busyness of, yeah. of their daily life
1: and And so, the reason why we've done less and less programs over the years is because the world is getting busier and busier and it's not about the church competing with that busyness. Mm. It's actually I think to be counterculture now is the church to create the places to stop and be and yeah. so coming to church isn't something that you come to and do on Sundays it's the place you go to to be still Now that's a different concept to be entertained or to have the right type of preacher that I like to hear or the right type of songs that I like to sing. And, and there's so many people yeah. who have moved on from church communities because what I want, I'm not getting. Whereas they, they forget the very truth that you only reap what you sow. So the reason why they're not getting anything out of it is because they're actually not putting anything into it. And all they're doing is consuming those who are putting in. And that makes the people who are putting in tired and used And then when those people move on from the church and say, well, I've consumed this, I've done this, Uh, it's old hack now, I'm gonna go find whatever's new. And it's what keeps some churches constantly evolving and pushing new new parameters to find the new, Um, that they don't learn how to be still. And so what these people do is they walk out our doors and it hurts those people who are staying faithfully and serving within the communities. They're the left behinds almost now, yeah. But in my view, the left behinds are the ones who actually get it. And the ones who keep moving around or don't go to church at all, they're young people or young Christians or young spiritual journeyers that haven't learnt to serve. They're still consuming, like children wanting mum to feed them or mum to do everything for them or community to put on programs to keep them busy. And all of this, nine times out of ten, comes down to people not being able to be still and know themselves. Mm. I've watched my teenage kids. They're getting out of that now. But most teenage kids have got to have the music always on. Yeah. They've got to have noise on because they don't like silence. Because in the silence, they have to be still. And in the stillness, they have to learn who they are. And they don't like who they are. They don't don't like who they are. And in not liking who they are, they then can't love themselves. And if they don't love themselves, they can't love their neighbour. And that's the true pandemic. COVID-19 is not the pandemic of our world right now. It's the inability of people to know themselves and love themselves. And if they can't know and love themselves, then they can't accept somebody else's different. They can't love them in their difference because they actually can't love them in, the, in themselves in their own indifference.
0: Well, um, it also so, limits the space in which you can receive God's love, grace and mercy.
1: Therefore, or, let alone God's from yeah. your neighbour.
0: You, you can't if you if you're struggling or you're in that space of finding yourself hard hard to be around because you don't like yourself being able to receive anything back being neighbor or being god that you god loves you and cares yep. for you that that just can't be it it can't you, you feel awkward and uncomfortable within that space so um
1: absolutely so the journey to the cross is learning that i can't always get it right i can't be all things to all people i I am going to mess up. I am going to break. I am going to fall down. And and that's the whole point of the cross is you actually can't get to the understanding of salvation unless you've been broken. Mm. And this world doesn't like to be broken. This world will do everything to avoid being broken or being hurt. Yeah. They're altruistic to their core. And if you don't like me, we'll screw you. Yeah. I'm out of here.
0: And I think that we've all been at that point at some stage within our life, it's not,
1: um, you have to go there. That's that's the ego's final done, position. Done that, yeah.
0: Um, that we're speaking out and, of more experience rather than,
1: yeah. More. But it, that is the ultimate exposure of the ego, mm. and that's what has to die for you to understand love of a neighbor is that the neighbor's not there to, or your partner, or your wife, or your children. You know, so when I'm doing marriage counselling, so many parents think or start looking for love from their children and forget that it's their job to give love to the children. Yeah. And so we have these symbiotic relationships in families now where parents are cut up if their children don't love them or if their children say, I hate you. Good grief if I had a dollar for every time that happened. But as I kept saying to my kids, it is my job to train you and prepare you for the time when I'm not around. Mm. And it's not about whether you like it or not. This is my responsibility as your father to get you to the point of self survival. If I'm not around, or at least an awareness to know who you're going to tap into as your mentors later on in life. Yeah. And so you have to surrender as a parent of being liked to do your damn job. Mm. And I think it's every child's awakening when they realize that their parent isn't just mom or dad, their parent is just a person making their way through the world like Mm -hmm. they are. Yeah. They don't have a magic book that tells them what's right or what's wrong. They're as flawed as they are in a different generation built for a different time. That's the beauty of life, death and resurrection. There's this whole process of being relevant for the age that we're in. And I'm starting to get to an age where I think I might be tipping off the relevancy spot and (laughs) heading into the irrelevancy. Um, because I I start to wrestle now today in global views and global positions in a way that I never used to, even five years ago. Mm, It's interesting. Yeah, I'm slowing down and I'm solidifying in my belief system. And it's it's not to say that others have to believe me. It's just, I don't want to go along with the world holus bolus anymore. There's some stuff I want to stand against. Mm. Is that unity? Yeah, because I want to stand against it for our health. It's not I'm standing against it because you don't agree with me. Who am I? I'm just a quantum reality in the universe. But I'm also redeemed by God and asked to speak truth into life. And and I've got to wrestle with that, as you do. Mm. So how do you wrestle with that? How do you wrestle with being a quantum reality in life and yet placed in positions where people seek your wisdom and guidance?
0: I will go, there are times in which I do struggle with it. It's Mm. that, for me, it's the journey of being... People having the expectation or the the they hear something within you that they are attracted to, being God's word Mm -hmm. and God's the the way in which you articulate that with God speaking that within you, um, Mm -hmm. and they want to tap into that. But you are going through. You are just like them on the same journey. It's just that you might be down the road further. there are times in which i do struggle with that to go don't put that faith much faith within me you need to you need to move that and i will walk away from it but um it's an interesting space where i i would rather go hey come up and and let's walk together rather than i'm in front and i I think that's
1: yeah and and look i've experienced in life where there's younger people than me who've got great insight, wisdom, and knowledge, and I'm probably further ahead than I am. You know, And that's that fantastic, more power to God, more praise to God as far as I'm concerned because the whole they're listening to the Holy Spirit in a way that's, that's drawing them on in life that, that makes them relevant for what they're doing. And I can't do all ministries and I can't do all missions mm. and these guys are doing great mission work, but I can't participate because that's not what I'm called to. I can honour them and I can celebrate them and I can pray for them, but I, it's not mine to participate with them.
0: What's that saying? A tree is it a tree? And if it tries to be anything else, then it we can we don't have the I don't know I can't remember it. A tree can only. going it. so
1: well there for a minute, Rachel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> had it good, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and I think that's also being like we were talking this morning within our Bible study group that we were went to about how that we all have our own salvific points that God has given that, that we are called to that that oil within us that is burning our candle or helps to burn our candle fuel our candle
1: and can't be transferred
0: and can't be transferred and I think too yeah. that that responsibility within our diversity is that everybody's oil is different everybody's candle burns to a different oil and it's not expecting mm. those that everybody, to be the same i think we see that a lot of the time years ago where we were doing cookie cutter christianity put spitting out people that were all the same and all all doing that where we understand yeah now, learn
1: these bible verses say these prayers and to become a christian say this confessionist prayer and get baptized and you're in
0: yeah and all good things will Except, come
1: <laughs> yeah prosperity theology which is actually not biblical it's it's in fact most of the biblical stuff is that um, now that you've become not of the world, prepare to be rejected by the world. And, Mm. you know, this is the position that the church has got to understand. It's not about prosperity for the church. It's actually about the wrestle of being rejected by the majority of the world so that those who are seeking Christ Jesus can be found. It's, it's not, you know, we're to be salt, yeast, and light. We're not the end product here, you know, salt, seasons or preserves but you can't live on salt yeast terrible to taste but is an agent of change whilst dying Mm -hmm. and light only illuminates that which is already there so there's not that you know christianity wasn't designed to be the end product we're part of the process of what god is doing with the earth
0: Mm. and i think the ways in which that happens is diverse like um, yeast is is about rising the bread and making the bread big and yeah. and preserving yeah. it is about the stuff's already formed and happened. You preserve your fruit to keep it lasting to the next stage, but there is different ways in which that happens.
1: Um, yeah, and so how do we do Christianity that is not the end process but part of the cha- agent of change? How do we And yeah. see, most churches do... Most churches do evangelism, that we are the end result. We are where the buck stops. This is where you've got to get to. And we actually limit the ability of the Holy Spirit to be doing more with us because we forget that this is, this is part of revelation and revolution. Rather, mm-hmm. we, we, we paint church and Christianity as the end result rather than part of the process
0: not only with us as individuals, that we're constantly on that road and on that. We've got a couple of um, beautiful people within our church who, for me, I attach to when they say, I'm still on that, I'm still changing, and I'm still growing, and in they're into their later years. And I just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh goodness, yes, thank you for saying yeah. that, because for yeah. years it was, yeah. once you get to a certain age, you're the wisdom of everything, and you don't change and you don't grow. I think too that we often forget that our churches, our faith communities, are part of that growing and evolving within that within God's presence, um, yeah. rather than the be all yeah. and end all. It's 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 a evolution of growth of our understanding of who we are within god
1: yeah and so the, most people say once you become a christian you be baptized and you learn your scriptures that's as far as you're going to go so you you talk to people go oh no i've read the scriptures i know it all you know it's like sorry wow <laughs> um, and they have no concept they have no concept of the script that scripture actually reads us it's it actually works the other way around the, the other part of that process is that we get to this church and and we've come through the back end of seeker services, you know, just get bums on seats because we've got to yeah. survive, where, where we've actually, if you look at the early Christianity uh, in the beginning 100 years of, of scripture, it's that going to a faith community was a very advanced and one of the last steps of your formation process as a Christian that you got to participate in. Mm -hmm. You would start with meeting Christians. You would start with exploring scripture with them and who Jesus is. When you came to that understanding of who Jesus is, you then would meet with the eldership and you might join a Bible study group where you do further lessons and further understandings to the point where you might choose to become baptised. And even after your baptism, there would be further studies and further growth. And when the community could see that your lifestyle was not condemning of others, but able to hold that diversity in the unity of Christ Jesus, Then they would invite you into the church community to sit down and break bread, not to conform to that teaching of, you know, Paul talks about some of you argue that I follow Apollos and some of you say I follow Paul and some of you say I follow Jesus. You've missed the point. You've let them into the church too early because that's not the argument. In fact, there should be no argument in Christ Jesus. But that argument doesn't actually stop diversity Hmm. arguments want to stop diversity arguments want to mainstream that christianity has to be thus where actually what christianity is is up to god and the holy spirit through christ jesus it's not up to us it's not up to us to confine nor define so how do you you know how have you experienced that um i'm gonna you know you're a woman going into ministry how have you experienced that conformity of the church that says ministers are only thus
0: I think that has been a very forefront picture within um, my formation process and still is to some extent as I sit here waiting for placement within a church Mm. Um, I experienced it first when I said to my mum I think I'm going to go into the ministry stream at college what do you think and while yep. she didn't say, no, you can't do that, I knew she was struggling with it. Um, and she said to me later on, after she'd worked through it, that it took her a long time as she was brought up to say she couldn't be a minister, but a brother could, um, coming mm. from a family mm. who who's, um, were a ministry family. But that, for her, was a big step when I but I also bring back to her point, but you prayed for another child and may it be a boy, and you would encourage them into ministry. Um. Yep. Well, you got the ministry part. God, you're still asking you to encourage, but my gender, as I'm constantly told, my bits are in the wrong spot. Um. <laughs> it 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 doesn't necessarily. Um change when you move and out. yet
1: in other denominations that's not an issue
0: no it's not but i think it's interesting in other states it's not as much of an issue either
1: and in and in other denominations you wouldn't even get a look in bus wise
0: you no, no i wouldn't have got to where i am today if i was in other denominations i do find it funny within our movement is that we went through this at the turn of the century where women were ordained in our Yep. Churches. South we Australia has been
1: ordaining women since 1894.
0: If I look to the ministers who we had, um, who I looked to, who were female, was um, those people who were going through it the, in the 70s, who had a fight to become minister within their own um, journeys, and um, they have s- said that, that they had similar issues. And I sit here today in the same realms going, it hasn't changed. We have had so many people and ministers who are women who have gone through, yet the issues are still there. I think for me, a tendency too where some people tend to go within that fight is towards um, a misinterpretation of what is actually happening and going on
1: um and 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 the premises the premises of of what the church is is wrong because the church is based on israel and israel are those who wrestle with god it's not those who blindly conform to god it's those who wrestle with god and and to be part of church uh uh you know how do we how do we wrestle you know you and i talked about earlier we wrestle with dealing with certain people at certain points in time
0: yeah well it's not as though I haven't wrestled with it myself to go and and at times I still do to go god you've called me here you've asked me to do this and yet I'm limited to what I'm doing or uh, I'm yeah and yeah We've covered a lot in this topic. There is a lot more that we can discuss because our conversations went for so long, we broke this episode up into two parts and we welcome you to come back and listen to the conclusion of this discussion in episode 2B. We started this episode by recapping our understanding of diversity in creation Using the example of the many different types of trees there are in this world, however, what we are moving through into is the key understanding of the unity in diversity, that there are many types of trees, but they are all trees, and the many expressions of unity in diversity within our world. This led to discussion about unity in the church. The church has so many different denominations and we explored how these can be different avenues and different expressions of God. However, our discussion also highlighted a key distinction between unity and conformity and the dangers of conformity skewing our views. Conformity into the concept of all believing, saying and doing the exact same thing. Sometimes known as cookie-cutter Christianity, cookie-cutter Christianity is not an example of unity in diversity. In the second part of this episode, we will continue to explore how our churches, and especially how Churches of Christ, in its early movements, wrestled with this concept of unity in diversity, and how we can continue to explore unity in diversity today, both individually in relationships with others and in relationship with God. We hope you'll join us next time on Conversations with Rachel and Scott.